Welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT. Hello, and welcome to Healthcare IT Today, where we explore the latest healthcare technology trends and discover valuable insights in health IT. I'm Colin Hung, and today I am joined by Neil Samani, co-founder of Medical Savant and EVP at Coral Health. Neil, welcome to the program. Thanks, Colin. Glad to be here. So, Neil, I'm excited that you're here because we're going to get a chance to explore a topic that I know a little bit about, but I'm looking forward to learning so much more, and that is autonomous coding. So maybe uh, you, we can start by you giving us a little bit of an education on what is it? What is autonomous coding? Yeah, Colin, that's a great uh, point. This is a new buzzword in the industry and certainly catching a lot of traction. Um, what we have done uh, in the past seven years mm-hmm. is evolved medical coding with the advent of some of the high-tech investments that the government has made uh, in, in terms of the economic and clinical health record. Uh, they've spent about $30 billion in order to dig- digitize the medical record. And a lot of the providers have moved to electronic medical records. With that, now we have the capability to put through and use our clinical language processing, which is a, a NLP that we have developed in-house. Mm-hmm. And we have kind of uh, curated a lot of data where we're now able to use our software algorithms to derive some of the things that a human coder does autonomously. So whereas CAC was had taken the technology forward in terms of assisting the coder, we now have technology to move it even further to the next step of autonomously where the software becomes the coder and the mm-hmm. coder gets elevated into more of an auditor role, uh, still required, but more into an auditor role. So now the kind of a next generation CAC where we can do things autonomously versus whereas CAC just assisted the coder. Wow. So, so this really represents a big change, it sounds like, in terms of the process for coding. I mean, it seems like you're really streamlining it because now your system can do it and your former coder is now, as you put it, more of an auditor. Yeah. Is that what that process will look like if someone, you know, when we get to the promised land of, of having autonomous coding fully implemented? Yeah, we, and we have, we have customers today where the, the, the desk of the coder has changed. Um, so how you kind of look at coding traditionally for certain charts. Mm-hmm. So if you look at ER charts or profi charts or clinic charts, software now can do things a lot more enhanced than where CAC was. And we can automate the charge capture component, for example, in an ER chart where you have ENM coding, you have uh, infusion and injection coding, and you have procedure coding done by the nursing staff or the physician staff all chargeable services, we can derive all of that autonomously through our software, which reduces the workload for the coder significantly or whoever the charge capture person is. And then we can also derive the ICD codes autonomously. And a lot of those would go into your billing system without any touches. We have all kinds of confidence scoring methods and algorithms to kind of tell the coder what to look at and it reduces the, the work effort and improves the quality overall of a coder uh, going forward. 
And is that really one of the benefits or, or one of the biggest benefits of having a solution like autonomous coding is that basically it's fewer rejections, fewer issues, uh, more streamlined. Are those some of the benefits? Yeah, I think, I think you know, Colin, productivity improvement is certainly top, you know, where we can, we can get a lot more productivity. You know, coding resources are scarce. A lot of times you can't find coders. You're always outsourcing. Uh, we think autonomous uh, engines and software is going to become the, the norm in the industry for certain chart types. I think the, the technology is still evolving, but I think productivity improvements is certainly a big, big item. I think the revenue consistency, I'm sorry, the revenue improvements potentially, because coders, as you get during the day, you get tired, you might miss some things. Software doesn't miss anything. It knows once it's the algorithms are developed, it'll pick up the charges consistently unless there's some uh, change. And then improved turnaround times. The software can continue to process charts during the weekend. A lot of times when you come in operationally, Monday you have a backlog of claims because you're processing Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The software continues to run over the weekend. So turnaround times improved, cash flow times are improved. So I think those are some of the benefits that you see. And then of course, cost reductions. With all of this, you see cost reduction. Uh, and I think, in my opinion, this also, you make things easy for your staff and simplify it in terms of an organized workflow. I think it, it also drives employee satisfaction. In my opinion, it also drives retention. Why would somebody want to leave the organization when you have invested in technology that helps your job, right? So it's not that we're out to eliminate every piece of it. it we think that there's also a retention uh, perspective to this. So I wanna dive deeper into that topic because that's a little bit uh, counterintuitive to be honest, because when, we, when I hear the words autonomous coding, I think immediately people think of you know, uh, the AI or the robot taking over the job. And, and even you've mentioned that you know, the, the traditional role of a coder may uh, be changing if you implement autonomous coding. So if I was an HIM professional, um, you know, maybe doing this kind of role today, should I be worried? Um, you know, is this, is this going to take over my job and I'm going to be out of one or? No, I, I think that's, you know, that's always you know, human nature. Uh, I think the technology has come a long way in terms of where we are today in autonomous coding and what we can do. I think industry is adapting to some of this at this point. We're not fully there. I think but people are starting to listen. They're, they know that there are technologies out there. I think we're one of the uh, ones that were more in the forefront of it. Mm -hmm. But I think overall, I don't, I don't think people should be as concerned. Will this change the dynamic in terms of how things are done? Yes. Uh, but you still require a coder to look at exceptions. You still require coders because the software will not be able to derive every single aspect of it. There will always be exceptions to how physicians document, nursing documentation occurs. So there's a lot of variety in, in the documentation. So you'll always need a coder. What our goal is to make them more productive. And I think as the industry is changing, you know, there's vaccine mandates, there's all kinds of different things that are happening out there, increased demand for coding resources. So I think you'll always require coders. So I wouldn't be concerned. I think these are tools and technologies to assist uh, the coder, same as how CAC came out. I think we're taking it to the next level. We think that it'll improve, uh, our goal is to improve productivity and lower the cost for the overall system. Right. I mean, and ultimately, I think, you know, you touched on it a little bit. 
you know, if I'm able to exercise my brain more and, and, and be more critical thinking and, and really apply my knowledge to solving some of the exceptions, I'm ultimately going to be a bit more satisfied with my job versus doing the same thing repeatedly over and over again. Uh, you know, th- those jobs tend to burn people out very quickly, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you're always going to need the experts. So these exceptions are where we need the human capital, right? We need the human expertise to kind of make those decisions as exceptions come up. So I think that's always going to be there. And I think as, you know, we also have to find ways, how can we use our resources better and more smartly? And so the, the, the normal stuff can be taken care of by software, but the coder can become the expert or the auditor, if you wish. And we use that term interchangeably between coder and auditor because the coder, the software becomes more like a coder and we need those experts to audit certain aspects of the software. I want to circle back to something else you mentioned in your statement of benefits. <laughs> I'll use that as a fun term. Um, no, but uh, you know, you, you talked about the improvement that could be had in terms of cash flow, and, and of course we know right now that there's tremendous financial pressure on a lot of organizations in terms of cash and profitability and so forth. So you know, in terms of, you know, reducing the time to cash, in other words, I mean, do you see this, is this measured in like a day or two? I mean, you mentioned sort of the weekend and over a year, I'm assuming that will make a big difference for, um, especially a smaller clinic. Oh, absolutely. I, I think, you know, we, we can process charts within, you know, seconds, if you wish, uh, and, and consume the chart from the electronic system um, and we can send the results out back into the, the customer's financial systems or billing systems every hour, every 15 minutes, you know, once a day. Uh, so the turnaround time changes significantly, right? So you don't, have, you don't have to wait for the next day when the coder comes in or somebody's absent, you know, it's out for the week, you have a backlog. This kind of happens, you know, constantly every day, seven days a week. You always have the exception charts that will go to a coder or auditor as we call them, and then they can view the exceptions, but those would be the exceptions, right? So I think it, it has a, a, a view where you can get so much more efficiency out of automation software than you would otherwise. Mm-hmm. And, and that results in cash flow. It results in all the downstream uh, benefits that the system gets, right? So, I mean, it sounds like autonomous coding, we've talked a lot about benefits, but I mean, there sounds like a lot of them. Um, I gotta be honest, and you know, why haven't we heard more about this? <laughs> you know, it sounds like if it's, if it's such a wonderful thing, uh, is, is it just a case of, you know, there's only a few pioneers? Is it a case of the technology maybe not being as accepted right now? What do you think in terms of why it is that maybe the, the overall healthcare ecosystem hasn't heard or really latched on autonomous coding yet? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, the phrase necessity is the mother of all inventions uh, or innovations. <laughs> I, I think that comes to mind, but um, I think one of the things is also the inflection point that we have had, right? So about five, six years ago, we came into ICD-10. That right. was an inflection point where we went and expanded our code sets. Significant amount of training and effort had to be put into the industry from all aspects, whether it's physicians or, or hospitals. And I think that was an inflection point. There was a lot of labor needed at that point because of the, the task at hand. And then there was an inflection point of all the investment that was made for digitizing the health record. So technologies evolved uh, and we came into being about seven years ago. 
to build out this technology because of those inflection points. So, and then we have been starting to change the conversation in the industry and, and try and not only show how this can be done, but we're also education, educating some of our customers as to, and, and uh, prospects of, of customers where how this can be done. There's still a little bit of skepticism in the industry, but I think this is gonna become the norm. So I think it has been these inflection points and the investments that have been made to get us to this point, right? It's not that other companies don't have this technology. I think there are more uh, leaders that are coming into the space. I think we're in the, in the forefront of it, but there's a lot of other companies that are coming behind us, which is a good thing for the industry because that's where it'll change the, the di- dynamics overall. Neil, um, tell me a little bit more. What is Cora Health doing in this area in, in terms of, well, beyond autonomous coding and other things? What are some of the other projects you're doing? Yeah, so Cora Health, we're, we're putting in a lot of capital investments in this space. We think that uh, we have the technology DNA. Uh, we are a technology company. Uh, we provide a lot of services. We're making significant investments in the mid-revenue cycle. That's where we are focusing. We can do all the stuff on the front end and on the AR side. But we think in the UM world, in the coding space, uh, uh, in HCC coding, there's a tremendous amount of, of uh, opportunities that providers need at this point. Uh, so one of the things that we're focused on, on from a capital perspective, besides coding, uh, we're also doing investments in our CDI from a technology perspective, CDI uh, uh, documentation improvement. And then we're also focusing on HCCs, the hierarchical uh, conditional coding for, to improve RAF scores. So a lot of hospitals are taking risk-based contracts right. and that's what we're focusing to help them improve their results on these risk-based contracts so that they can get paid appropriately and accurately for some of the things that they're providing. So we would love the opportunity to talk to the, you know, whoever the, the audience is at some point to bring us in and we can have a more detailed conversation. And, and Neil, where, where can people go to find out more information about Coral Health or about Thomas Coding that we've been talking about today? So you can go to our website. I think it would be the best place, uh, www.coralhealth.com. I think uh, you can start there and you can reach out to us. We look forward to hearing from some of the audience uh, if you're more interested and have a deeper conversation. Great. Neil, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a real pleasure to speak with you. Thanks, Colin. My pleasure. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this interview as much as I did, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you're listening and watching. Also, head over to our healthcareittoday.com page to access free resources, industry news, and insightful articles. You can also connect with us on Twitter using the hashtag HITSM. I'm Colin Hung. Thanks for being here.